The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Basketball Society. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Atlantic Files, the number one podcast on the number one division in the NBA, brought to you by BasketballSocietyOnline.com and the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. As always, joined by your host, myself, Alex Fishbein. And first and foremost, I just want y'all to know, this podcast is everywhere you find podcasts, Spotify, Apple, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts everywhere. It is also on YouTube. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe below. If you like these videos, drop a like as well. Give us some comments too. I'd love to hear what you guys think about a lot of the topics that we're talking about here because basketball is when you're not playing, it's pretty much all about opinions and, and debating. So let us know what you guys think and drop us a rating and review for the podcast, the audio side as well. So without further ado, let's get into it this week. As always, we are going to start off with the standings of the Atlantic Division. And they are as follows. We have the Sixers in first at 18 and 8. The Nets in second at 15 and 12, the Celtics in third at 13 and 11, the Raptors in fourth at 12 and 14, and the Knicks in fifth at 11 and 15. Sixers, Nets, Celtics, Raptors all in the playoff race as of now. Well, in the playoff seeds, I should say. They're at the first, third, fourth, and sixth seeds, respectively. Now, a couple things to talk about. One, Derrick Rose was traded to the Knicks. The Knicks gave the Pistons Dennis Smith Jr. and a second-round pick via the Charlotte Hornets this coming draft. And I have some mixed thoughts on it. So one thing for me is bringing in a veteran point guard like Derrick Rose is essentially taking away time from the point guards on your team that need the time to develop. An example, Emmanuel Quickly. However, I also do see the side that you need veterans to, you know, mentor players, uh, really teach a lot of players the different ins and outs of the league, but also teach the players the ins and outs of their position and who they're going to be guarding and who they're going to be playing, um, you know, going at. Uh, night in and night out in this league. And Derrick Rose, I mean, going from MVP through all of his injuries, now back to someone who can still contribute on a team, has gone through the gauntlet and back and can probably, you know, give a ton of knowledge to a lot of these younger players. But I have to take a step back and just think, was this trade really worth it for the Knicks? I mean, they got rid of Dennis Smith Jr., who really wasn't playing much anyway. He has been showing that he really hasn't been able to sustain a high enough um, level of play to really stick in the league. He's been up and down. His rookie season was pretty good with Dallas. Then when he went to the Knicks, everything was just down, 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 down. And they did also give up a second round pick in this coming draft, which I don't really like for the Knicks because 
this draft coming up is supposed to be a very, very deep draft. And honestly, right now, if you look at their current draft picks from just this past draft, their later draft pick is doing a little bit better than their earlier draft pick in terms of quickly versus Obi Toppin. I mean, it really shows you how important second round picks can really be and even really late first rounders because a lot of times people package those second rounders for a late first rounder which I mean the Knicks were packaging stuff for late first rounders to even get quickly and other guys like that as well so it could turn out to be something very very good and with the Knicks who are still very young they're still you know finding their identity really they're going to need as many picks as they can and as many young guys as they can to really grow and and be on the same timeline with each other so I really don't think that this trade was worth it I feel like a lot of people are going to say oh but you know he can help the Knicks win some games this year and he can be this mentor and all this kind of stuff and uh quickly said oh I he gave me his phone number so that I can bounce questions off him whenever I need to and and he did that for Obi Toppin as well and blah 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 Okay, that's cool. And respect to Derrick Rose. I would rather see Derrick Rose on a team that is in the playoff contention that could actually win something. If you had Derrick Rose as a sixth man on somebody like the Clippers or something like that, that would be crazy. I would love to see that. But on the Knicks, where he's kind of just going through the motions because this team doesn't really have a chance, it's just not great to watch. Although I do want to give a shout out to Thibodeau for trading for Derrick Rose, no matter what team he becomes the head coach of. That right there is loyalty, respect, and a true friend that wherever this guy goes, he's trying to get his man on that team. I got to give respect to that. Um, But in terms of actually trying to win games and actually in terms of trying to grow your team, I just don't think that this trade was really worth it. I mean, I know they didn't give up all that much. I get that. And for Detroit, you're probably just like, hey, we're not going anywhere either. So let's just give Dennis Smith Jr. a shot and maybe we can find something good in that that draft coming up in the second round. So for the Pistons, I mean, it's like, yeah, okay, we'll do it. Why not? For the Knicks, it's kind of like, I think you're just kind of making this move to just make a move. And just to have the name Derrick Rose on your roster. I think that's really all that that's doing for you because in the grand scheme of things, I don't think it's really going to do all that much in terms of better your team in the future or really better your team right now. I mean, Derrick Rose, yes, is a plus in terms of what you were losing in Dennis Smith Jr. because he wasn't even playing. Um, But in terms of the long term, that's really not making this team better. It's really just a neutral move. And I just don't think it was really worth it. Shout out to Derrick Rose, though. Guy is amazing, and I really hope he does get a ring at some point. The other thing that we got to talk about is Ben Simmons saying that he thinks he's the best defender in the NBA. For anyone out there that is saying Ben Simmons needs to stop capping and that Ben Simmons is nowhere close, look, listen, look look at me right here. Look at me. Just admit you don't know basketball or you don't watch enough basketball and move on. Because Ben Simmons is easily, 
easily a top three defender in the league. First team all defense last year. And he can definitely be defensive player of the year. If you think he's not even close, if you think that he's not even in the radar of defensive player of the year, you have a lot of inner self to look at because the fact that you think that shows me you don't know what you're watching or you're just not watching at all. That's really all it comes down to. And for him to come out and say he thinks he's the best defender in the league, you want your player to think that first off. Second off, for all the people who normally who are saying that he's not, are the people that are like, oh, he can't shoot. First off, him shooting has nothing, I repeat, nothing to do with him playing defense. They're literally opposite sides of the ball. And if your only excuse of him not being a top defender is the fact that he can't shoot, again, admit you don't know basketball and take your ass home. Now, Let's look at some defensive stats real quick. This man has been averaging the lowest steals per game he's been averaging in his career for an entire season is 1.4. Last year was 2.1. This year's 1.7, almost averaging a block a game. If you round up, it is a block a game. And if we scroll on down to defensive rating, he's at a 106 for his career. He's at a 105, which I know it doesn't sound that great right off the rip, but if you compare it to other players, it's going to be in the top in the league. Defensive box plus minus this year, 2.6, which is so far his best of his career. Then if we move on over to per 36, the man is averaging 1.8 steals per 36, one block per 36. And if we look at the totals, he's already gotten 39 steals and 19 blocks during this time. And on top of that, if you actually watch Sixers games, you will notice what kind of impact he has on the defensive side of the ball because you will see that he guards the best player on the other team more often than not, and more often than not, that player does not play very well on offense or does not play up to their average. If you watched the game just the other night against the Portland Trailblazers, which, yes, the Sixers did end up losing, but he guarded Damian Lillard. What did Damian Lillard do? Shot 6 for 21. Terrible percentage. Because of Ben Simmons. And those six shots that he made, I think about four or five of them came when Danny Green was guarding him. So if you look at it, he only made two, maybe three shots against Ben Simmons. And that's against Damian Lillard, one of the best offensive guards in the entire league. But no, keep keep saying that, you know, Ben Simmons is not one of the best defensive players in the league. He's saying he is the best because you're not going to see him say like, oh, I'm only the third best defensive player in the league. Ain't nobody going to say that. Come on now. Anyway, moving on real quick. I just want to talk about All-Star real quick. There's a couple things that not surprised about. Not surprised that LeBron is one of the top vote getters. Kevin Durant, um, Jokic, Giannis, Embiid, Kawhi, like those top six guys, not surprised. Also with Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, Bradley Beal, Kyrie Irving, not surprised. 
why in the world is Alex Caruso the 10th leading vote getter in the Western Conference for guards? This man has just just under CJ McCollum and just under Fred Van Vliet. Two people that actually make a true difference. I understand this whole cult hero kind of thing going on with the league. And, you know, you have your um, lesser name people that people just like uh, love to be a fan of and get behind. And I understand everything going on with Alex Caruso. Well, come on, y'all. Like, uh, be real here. Just <laughs> this is why people get into the All-Star game that probably shouldn't get into the All-Star game. But there's a few people that are lower that I think should be higher. A, Christian Wood. He should definitely be higher than Andrew Wiggins. Come on. I also think he should be higher than Zion Williamson. Paul George deserves to be up there. Anthony Davis deserves to be up there at fourth and fifth. Um, in the East, we have uh, Sabonis is all the way down to seventh. I think he should be higher, especially with how he's been playing this year. Randall's at eighth, which not bad. Jeremy Grant's actually making an appearance at 10th, which is pretty nice to see because Jeremy Grant has come a long way. Uh, for the guards in the East... You have Fred Van Vliet all the way down to 10th behind Russell Westbrook, Derrick Rose, and Colin Sexton. Why? Van Vliet should easily at least be right behind Trey Young. People are going to say, oh, but Russell Westbrook, he might be averaging a triple-double. Come on, dog. We can watch the Wizards and see Russell Westbrook does not deserve to be there. Don't play with me like that. We both know it. We all know it. Every single person watching basketball knows it. Westbrook just is putting but uh, putting up a bunch of empty stats for a bad team. That's about it. And if you use that argument for Bradley Beal, Bradley Beal is one of the top scoring people in the entire league right now. That's the difference between the two. Bradley Beal's putting up 60-point games, 50-point games, 40-point games. Russell Westbrook is doing, you know, stat padding with some rebounds and getting some assists just off the willy-nilly of people being wide open and stuff. And don't get me wrong, Westbrook is still a very good player, but not all-star worthy this year. Harden deserves to be up there. Jalen Brown deserves to be up there. Levine does. Trey Young does. Colin Sexton, Sexton has been good, but not better than Fred Van Vliet. Derrick Rose has been decent, but not better than Fred Van Vliet. Westbrook, definitely not better than Fred Van Vliet. Just get with the program here, people. Come on now. And then in the Western Conference front court, Carmelo Anthony's actually at 10th. I think that's awesome just because, like, Carmelo has been playing well. I don't think he deserves to be an all-star right now, but he has been playing well. Um, And Brandon Ingram down at 9th probably should be a little higher, too. I don't know why Wiggins is at 7th. I don't think Wiggins deserves to be up there in the top seven of the front court in the Western Conference in terms of All-Star, but I guess other people do. So, uh, beats me. And the other fact, Clay Thompson is eighth in guards for the Western Conference. The man's out the whole season. Why are we voting a guy that hasn't even played a single game? It, It blows my mind. I really don't understand. Because there's probably plenty of guys that could get their first All-Star game that should be up there, but people are just voting because they're like, ooh, let's vote this guy. 
Come on. Come on. But anyway, that's it for me, guys. Um, had a little nice, short, quick little episode there for you. Uh, as always, we are on every audio platform for podcasts, so make sure you follow on Spotify, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, everywhere you get your podcasts. Leave us a rating and review if you like what you're listening to. Even if you don't like it, give us a rating and review. I'd love to hear some feedback and see what I can do better. And if you're watching on YouTube, as always, drop a like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. We're going to be uploading all the time, so make sure you check that out. And we have a bunch of other great clips and videos and everything on the Basketball Society YouTube channel. If you didn't know, it is on the Basketball Society YouTube channel. You'll find the Atlantic Files right on the main page. If you just scroll down a little bit, we're right there. So thank you guys for listening to the number one podcast on the number one division in the NBA. Brought to you by Basketball Society Online. And the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. As always, I'll see you guys next week. Peace.